Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, folks of all ages, genders, preferences. Welcome to Chloe Across America. I need to update my lipstick. I want to go get it right before we got started and I didn't apply it. So let me do this real quick. Are we ready for a great show this evening? Ah, yes, we are here. What's going on? Hey, Gabe, how are you doing? I want to say hi to everybody real quick. Hey, Gabe. Hey, Loretta. Wait, where's your mama? Hey, your mama. Uh, I'm looking for, you know who I'm looking for, Bracey's. Uh, Bracey's, you were here early. Oh, my gosh, you guys are really chit-chatting in the comments. I got to scroll back a whole three pages. Shout out to all the Club Americans for being faithful viewers and hanging out with us every single Thursday. That's right. We are here every Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific Pacific time. Um, I saw somebody hit me on social media and was like, is Kamala going to be here after her amazing appearance on the VP debates? No, Kamala is tired, okay? Kamala's tired, but we're going to talk about her though. That's right. And we talk about a whole bunch of other things tonight on Roasting the Headlines with our amazing comedian guests this evening. Before I get to them, I just want to check in with y'all. How we feeling? How we doing? Everybody's okay. We're good. We're doing well. Is everybody still preparing for the apocalypse? Are we canning our food? Are we going to the gun range? I went to the gun range again. I'll send, I'll show a, vid, a video next week of me going to the gun range. Um, make sure that you are stocking up on all your necessities, getting your toilet paper. Hey, Crystal, how are you? Hey, Crystal, what's up? Welcome. Um, Donna, hey, how are you doing? Welcome, Donna. Listen, make sure you're doing okay, okay? Also, because Tim is going to uh, yell at y'all at some point because uh, this new girl went and got a nice microphone and some lights. So he's going to come on here and cuss y'all out. And I don't want him to do that. So before he comes on here and cuss y'all out, you know what to do. Like, share, and subscribe, okay? Like, share, and subscribe. Tim, do you want to come up here and cuss him out real quick so you can get it out of your system? Because I see you itching. Come on up here and tell him what to do. Come on. Come on. Tim, I will bring you up here, Tim. Tim, don't make me. <laughs> um, tell him. No, nah, that's cool. Oh, now you cool now because you was cussing about last week. Do what y'all want to do. Oh, oh, now we being passive. Now you're not going to tell the people to like and share and subscribe. No, I was reading this uh, book. It's about breaking habits and shit. And one of the rules of breaking habit is that you got to be real close with a friend, but you also got to have a lot of cronies to put pressure on people, put mm -hmm. that peer pressure on people to get them to do something. So what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, I don't think we can get them to do nothing. Oh, oh, so you giving up. You giving up on the people. You giving up on the people. You giving black, up, you know, you know how we do. You giving up on democracy when we have an election in the midst. My head is too big. Wait a minute. Listen, y'all done, y'all done, y'all done broke Tim. Y'all yeah. done broke Tim. Oh, first of all, Jack's out here. Jack's out here talking about Tim looking like a zaddy. <laughs> oh, well, maybe my head wasn't too big. Oh, 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 there he go. He trying to let y'all see that he got a full head of hair. Look at that. Look at that. A gray beard. Go ahead. Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper daddy. All mm. right. Tim don't have that heat like he had last week, but you can still like, share, and subscribe. I only see one heart up here. I only see one heart up here. If you are on Twitter, hit us with all the hearts. If you're on Facebook, hit us with all the hearts. Winnie is even barking so that y'all can give us some, some hearts. All right. See you, you in know a what? La last week, I, I, I really needed the congratulations. You played yourself. We didn't achieve change. Nothing happened. You know what? This is why you don't need a show. Bye, Tim. We can't have this negativity at the start of the show. We got to be positive, y'all. This is why Tim got to come at the end of the show because he going to bring us down. You know what I'm saying? Tim is Eeyore. Y'all ever seen Y'all ever seen Winnie the Pooh? That's why I named my dog after Winnie. You ever see Winnie the Pooh, Eeyore, the one that come in here and be like, we all, we all stuffed animals. We already dead. You was like, damn, nigga. I mean... <laughs> 
Can you put a little step? <laughs> this is a kid's book. That's Tim. He's Eeyore. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the show because I'm hyped. Let me tell you something. I had a very long day. Um, let me tell you about my day this morning. Um, so I, t- I try to work out with my trainer. I have a trainer who watches the show, um, but he's getting married this weekend. So he might not be here tonight because he's getting married this weekend. Um, but my trainer and I meet in the morning at 9 a.m., which really is 930 because I'm always late and I don't like wake up in the morning. So that's a whole nother feat. But on Thursdays, I take off in the morning so I can sleep in because I know I have a show at night. Well, my mother was like, hey, we need you to take us. To my grandmother to the doctor's appointment. Now, my grandmother is 90 years old. I love her dearly. So, I, of course, I'm going to say yes. I take him to the doctor's appointment. After the doctor's appointment, and I hope my mother's watching because she's going to be mad. After the doctor's appointment, they were like, listen, we got to get lunch. So, whenever you take people, especially your elders, out for an adventure, you got to feed them. There's no way that you can take somebody from here to there and not detour for some food on the way back home because they don't went out for the day and they're not finna cook when they get back in the house. So, what does that mean? Popeyes. So, now I'm at Popeyes. Getting Popeye's chicken for my mother, my father, and my grandmother at 11.27 a.m. Don't you know they ran out of chicken? They sold out of chicken at 11.27 a.m. <laughs> yes, they did. I got the last couple pieces of regular, and they had to mix in the spicy. When I hopped up out of there, people was upset. And I was like, damn, y'all be selling out. I need to open up a Popeye's. That's the essential business right there. You ain't going to never run out of chicken, and you're going to never run out of people that want to buy chicken, especially during apocalypse. So if you don't see me on your TV airwaves in the future, I'm opening up a chicken shack. You better believe it. That was my day. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to meet our amazing comedians? For tonight's episode of Roasting the Headlines, these two people are, I mean, listen, when you meet people during the course of your life and they like leave a little imprint on you and these people have done the same. Uh, this first woman I'm bringing to the, to the, to the stage, I always do this, I always turn into like a host. This first woman I'm bringing to the show um, was so kind to me early on in my comedy career that she put me on shows when I was not ready to be on shows. She threw me to the wolves, but she loved and embraced me and gave me so many good tips and advice and her energy is always amazing. Please welcome to the show, Miss Del Harrison. Chloe. <laughs> hey, Del, how are you? You look so beautiful. I was watching you. Your <laughs> face is just so amazing. It's so beautiful. But first of all, I you you was mentioning the apocalypse, and uh, and then when you said Popeyes was sold out of chicken, I was like, oh no, oh no, no, no. That started the apocalypse right there, okay? Because <laughs> Ran out of chicken? Oh, uh-uh. <laughs> Guys, it's a it's an emergency out here. It's a cold it is. People were upset. Of course, you know, they they had more, but you had to wait. But you know, when you are when you ready to get some chicken in your mouth, eight minutes feels like an eternity. You know what I'm saying? First- Guys, y'all know people coming in here. I mean, where, where was y'all location? Was y'all in Scarsdale, New York, or where was y'all at? That y'all was, you know, you needed eight more minutes because if this was Brooklyn, somebody was this was shot. Brooklyn. This was Brooklyn. <laughs> Girl, this was Brooklyn. I think the only reason why people didn't flex is because of COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you gonna fight with a face mask on? No, you gonna wait for that chicken. Set your time for eight minutes and wait. Del, before we even go either fur- even further, I just need to let the people know that you are uh, an amazing comedian who is now located in Los Angeles. You have a brand new comedy album out called Oh Yeah Girl, but I don't say it the way you say it because you're from Nolan. So go ahead and say it the way you say it. Oh Yeah Girl. Oh Yeah. Oh Yeah. Girl. yeah. I follow some people. <laughs> I follow a lot of people on Instagram who are from New Orleans because I love the accent. So I always know you, you break into your accent every once in a while. I'm like, there you go. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Ooh, baby. So t- tell people where they can find your album. Listen, y'all can find my album right on my website. You heard me? www.imdelharrison.com. No other place. I'm, my, my, my album is on every other site, but the best way to support the artists is to support them directly through their website so they get the money. So please hit me on my website, www.imdelharrison.com. And thank you in advance. Thank you Listen, so much. And people know who you are because they're talking about your voice. They're like, I want to hear you sing they because they know you do the music too. So on this, yes, now listen, the people thank are here you. for you. <laughs> I love y'all. Thank you. We so need Dell the Blessed with them vocals. Yes, they know who you are. The two Americans are around, honey. They see, they see, and they hear and they feel. Um, so I go and support Dell's album, Oh Yeah Girl, and also support her music. If you go to Del Har- I am Dellharrison.com, you can support all of that. All right. And this next gentleman coming to the stage, last but not least, such a dear to my heart. He has such great shows when the world was open and he still has some now, but I don't go to them because I'm paranoid. Uh, please welcome to the show, uh, Mr. TJ. TJ, his full name, full name is Tanil Jokem. That is it? correct. Yes. Why, why are you hitting right. people with the, with the, with the alien? You got to give him the full name. I know. Well, it's just, it was just an easy thing for me to do because I moved to America in 2008 and just in college, just listening to Americans butchering my name. It just traumatized me. And I was like, I'm going to get in show business. There's no reason to go through that. Like, I'll be, I'll tell a host, like, this is how you say my name. And then he goes on stage and be like, all right, uh, this is uh, Tonell jo- Tonel, Tonel, uh, Jones. It's like, bro, <laughs> I just told you. <laughs> they just keep forgetting. So I'm like, you know what? Show business is about ease and access. So TJ is fine. I'm okay with that. I am typing in your full name right now, just so you know. So um, I just want people to know who you are so they can really go and support you. And also, we are at a point, a pivotal point right now in American history where people need to know how to say other people's names. That is true. That is absolutely you know true. Yeah. I'm just making sure. Oh, Chloe, right. by the way, before yeah. we go deeper, I really wish you would come do my show. <laughs> Because the pool of black women that I'm trying to pull from is very limited, and I don't have a lot of black women to do my show. Ugh, what I is know you show paranoid trying to be safe. We keep it pretty safe, but it's really bad. When is the next show? The next show is Sunday. I do it every Sunday until it's cold. Where is it at? Yeah, you it, might as well tell the people. It's at this hotel in uh, Bushwick called uh, Hotel Artel. E-A-R-T-E-L. Hotel Hotel. It's in uh, Bushwick slash Bedsty, and they have a backyard that's super cute, very colorful, and we're limited to forty people, socially distanced. Everybody wears a mask, and we just tell jokes in the back. You know what? Listen, listen. Let me tell you something. I am not against outdoor comedy shows. I think for me, the thing has always been that. People are dirty and I don't really feel like <laughs> holding a microphone that someone else has been on. Like I'm going to have to bring my own microphone. Like I was not really, I, I could, mean, actually. I definitely, yeah. I mean, I mean, you may get to tell me twice. I definitely was going to be on a microphone, <laughs> um, but I don't, I'm not super paranoid, but I just know that. All right. Put it like this. I'm not like the cleanest person in the world, but I know people are disgusting. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. And, feel, yeah. and if you know that people are disgusting, then they're not going to do the same things that you would do, especially in a pandemic. So I've always been wary of that. And also because my family is, you know, my grandmother's 90, my dad is older. Like, you know, my, I have family in my life who are the vulnerable. So I'm 
also aware of that. So if it's like go hang out with my family or do a comedy show, I'm always going to pick hang out with my family. So that's I why. feel you. I feel. And we have wipes at the show. So if you're gonna go on stage, you don't have your own mic. You could wipe the mic that the other comedian just used, just in case. So you want to kill those germs uh, before you tell your jokes. Right. Speaking of germs, uh, did y'all watch the VP debate last night? <laughs> oh my uh, god! What a segue, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get it. We gotta get it. She into met it. Mike Pence when she was talking about germs. Half <laughs> 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 the VP debate, uh, without talking about politics, because neither one of them really. I mean, Kamala definitely tried to address some political platforms, but like Pence was just doing like, I mean, he, you could tell that he was really just like a company man. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Well, like everything that he said was so that he who should not be named could sit at home and be like, yep, that's right. That's right. Tell him. And you're like, he ain't saying shit. Now, if you don't know who was in the debate, let's go to the next photo. It's obviously Kamala and Mike Pence, Kamala Harris and Mike Pence. Um, and they were seated, which I always thought was interesting because I remembered that all of VP debates are seated because that's that that it goes to show you how much we obsess over hierarchy. The president stands and the VPs always sit. But it also was good that they were sitting because Kamala is only five two and people don't realize that she's that short. And I knew that if she had to stand up next to him, that would be an intimidation factor. Like when Hillary Clinton was on stage with he who should not be named, and he was like circling around her like a shark trying to intimidate her. You gotta think of these things when you're a woman. You just have to think of these things. So Thankfully, that intimidation factor wasn't there, but he kept interrupting her, which is a problem because we deal with this all the time. If you are a woman and you're in a space with men, you always have to speak up. And so many memes were of her being like, I'm speaking, stop interrupting me. And I think on one hand, it was good for America to see that so visually, the other hand, I was like, I want to see how they're going to spin this and say that she's an angry black woman, which some people try to do. So, Del, when you were watching this, or if you didn't watch it, when you saw the memes, like, what made you be like, mm. You know what? I did watch it. And let me just tell you, um, I'm glad to see, uh, I'm glad that I got a chance to see Kamala talk about their plans and the good things that she has done because you know i do see a lot of the memes that kamala has put the most black men in jail you know that's very concerning for me as a black woman i mean not that trump is just so much better but um i was glad one she had shut down but like also two you know, I, one thing that frustrated me about the presidential debate altogether is like you know as a, a black woman again you know biden is just you know, not a, you know, he's, how can I distinguish one white man from the other? You see what I'm saying? So that's how I was looking at him. Like, what is your plan? You know what I mean? Like, I need to know your plan. I can't just have you be it because that's my, you know, beef with the Democrats, even though I vote, you know, the Democratic narrative, usually um, my beef with them is that it's always about Trump. Every email is just like, do y'all want Trump to win? Guys, look what Trump did. You know, it's like, they're like the spoiled brat only children. It's just like, <laughs> He ain't getting away with it again, ma. And I'm just like, I need to know, like, you know, we want to vote against you, but I need to know your plan because right now you're preaching to the choir who I should, you know, Biden, like we already know that we need to not have Trump in the office, but for the people who are getting this unemployment money and getting, you know, so many other benefits they didn't get with other presidents. So what is your plan so that we can get them on board? Yeah. You know, 
you know, but yeah, it, it was good I, to see her shut him down. It was, it was definitely good because, um, you know, it, it, normally whenever you're seeing, seeing he who should not be named in a debate, he's doing his own thing, right? And you just know he's going to be off the cuff. But when you look at somebody like Pence, TJ, you're like, well, he's been a politician. So you, we should get some real answers from the dude who's been in office for a couple years. And right. Right. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, in light of last night's debate, I'm just going to sit here and not speak until I'm spoken to by these two women. <laughs> just making sure we're not interrupting anybody. TJ, but TJ, no. I'm speaking. Okay. I'm speaking right now. Yeah. Okay? TJ. <laughs> I feel like if, if Kamala just, you know, and that's a big if, and God forbid, knock on wood, if they don't win, Kamala should write a memoir titled Mr. Vice President, I'm Speaking. She should just write that book, that's the title, and just sell it to America because that was insane. Yeah, and uh, that's something that women do with all the time. And and yeah. I want to know, like, uh, TJ, when you saw that, like, did you notice or did you think to yourself, damn, do I do that to women? Like, because I want to know, do men not realize that they're speaking over women or they just don't care? I Well, it's, it's tricky because I don't know if it's... Uh, man woman thing or if it's a thing that certain people do some people just speak over people you know what i mean like it's i mean it's very easy to genderize it but mike Pence is just an idiot like all those republicans are just fucking assholes mm -hmm. and i don't know if the fact that she's a black woman made it easier for him to just speak over her but i have no it, it's hard to point but I guess you guys wouldn't know better than me because as women, you live a very different life than mm -hmm. I. But I I tend to, sadly, I have to be honest, sometimes I interrupt people. Yes, I do. And But I don't do it for with women. I do it with all people. Like if a guy's saying something <laughs> stupid, I will shut him the fuck up and talk over him. That's just what it is. Yeah. TJ Pence for vice president, guys, <laughs> right now. TJ Pence. Let me, you know what I just thought to myself is um, um, I have never seen a man lie so calmly in my life. I'm talking oh. about this man had no, you know, he was just like systematic racism to call our police. I'm like, where's our police at? Somebody <laughs> need to shoot his ass right now. Okay, because you're lying. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. Listen, Mike Pence, if you don't know, uh, Google Mike Pence's political history. Um, and one of the things I believe she brought up, I don't know if she brought it up because I was tuning in and out. I can only take so much. Was um, he shut down uh, Planned Parenthood in Indiana. He, he, he pretty much cut all the federal funding, state funding yes. for Planned Parenthood. And as a result of that, there was a massive outbreak of HIV in several oh parts God. of the state of Indiana. And so when you have someone who's like, yeah, we want a Supreme Court justice who's basically going to roll back, you know, abortion and Roe Ro v. Wade, you have to understand he really don't give a fuck. Like he knows that what he did led to people getting AIDS. And these are white people. That's another thing. These are poor white people who got AIDS. He don't right. care. He don't care. Wait, that whole on, Indiana. How y'all going to get him back by getting yourself? What is going on? Like, That's what I'm saying. Just because you shut down the Planned Parenthood don't mean y'all like, oh, you know what? Since we can't have an abortion, we just going to take the condom off anyway. Like, guys, y'all need to protect yourself. But you know what? See, here's what I'm thinking. This is what, you know, uh, God, guys, I'm, I, you know, I, I got to just speak on it again. 
when it comes to like Planned Parenthood, yes, the women should choose. Yes, I want to see Planned Parenthoods, you know, open. But I do know a lot of women that are using Planned Parenthoods as their birth control. And I'm talking about these are not no, these are black women from good home. Like that, I know one girl that has had, you know, in the in the, the four, last four years, I can name about 10 abortions. Like this, oh my God. 10. Like <laughs> you count them, 10. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, nothing in this person is like, I need to da 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 And it's a lot of people that are, you know, I, I just, That's that's you know, I want to see it. I think I think in the case of a person who gets ten abortions, um, that has more to do with them and their inability to abstain or practice safe sex. And if they're a grown ass adult and they still choose not to do that, to me that sounds like a deeper psychological or emotional issue of the of having not having the self esteem to tell a man to wear a condom because you don't want to hurt his feelings. And uh, I say this with love from the bottom of my heart. Uh, fuck these niggas. And 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 getting weird kind of. Um, there's so much like more. Abusing the system. How are you gonna have make the same mistake ten mm-hmm. times? That's no, crazy. That's, that's, a, that's a deep like, thing. That's right. Deep one thing. one one was like right after the other one. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's, I'm just like, that is a real gift. That kind of fertility is a real gift, and it's just like you know. Yeah, she needs a therapist. I'll make sure she gets a therapist. Oh, yeah, well, she might be a psychopath. Guys. She really might be. Yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a that's a deeper issue. Um, but there's so many other things that happen in the debate, and I don't want us to skip over it because I know everybody talking about the fly. But before we get to the fly, I just want us to remember just how petty the GOP is. The GOP, go to the next slide. The GOP um invited a special guest to sit in Kamala section. They left a ticket at will call for the ghost of Tupac Shakur. Um, <laughs> if you don't know the backstory, the backstory is during one of the interviews during the campaign, Kamala Harris said uh, her answer to who is your favorite rapper alive? She said Tupac. And then she said it was a joke. But of course, the GOP and their one black intern who listens to all the black shit so they can tell the white people what's being said in the black uh, black black space was like Kamala said something about Tupac and it was like oh we're gonna give him a ticket for the debate and they left the ticket for Tupac and let me tell you how petty they are not <laughs> only did they leave a two so you gotta say who did this he who should not be named do you remember when he debated Hillary he had the front row of all the women who had accused Bill Clinton of in of sexual assault and harassment in the front right. row right. So already, you already know, of course they're going to give a ticket to, I wish Tupac showed up. That's what I wish. I wish. <laughs> also, they probably <laughs> left a ticket for Elvis. That's why that fly was on Mike Pitt's head because it was two dead niggas in the building. Stop playing. Three dead niggas, including Mike Pitt. Stop playing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Speaking of the fly, let's get to the fly. Let's get to the fly. Wait, okay, TJ. Republicans, we all know Republicans generally are the most humorless motherfuckers out there, right? Are they? Yes, they are. They have no sense of humor. But I have to say, inviting Tupac is kind of funny. I gotta be honest, that's kind of funny because Kamala said that like three times. That he's a favorite rapper and he's been dead for 20 plus years. But you know what's so fucked up? Because the black vote is so sensitive. She can't say, y'all, I want to listen to rap. She will lose so many black voters if she says she don't listen to rap. Because who cares about what she listens to? 
Who cares? Everyone cares about what she listens to because that's my whole thing. You know, one thing about the presidency, and that's why Trump is the president, is because he is his assholishness is likable. He is a very funny guy. Like if like I say this all the time on every show. Yeah. He is if he wants the love, because really Trump only wants the love that Barack Obama had, but he'll never have it. And he is jealous. You know, he has the same jealousy that all a lot of men have, you know, toward black men. They jealous. They want that love. They want that statue. They want those dicks. You know what I'm saying? So that's, you know, Trump's jealousy. But Trump could win that love if he denounced the presidency. It was like, guys, I'm going to be a stand-up comic. And I'm talking about, I would purchase a ticket for me and Tupac to go see him at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yes, I would. Because he is a very funny guy. And yeah, he's if funny. he's not, if he's not, he's he's like funny, like, I can't believe you're real, but you don't want him with the codes to the nuclear warfare is what I'm saying. No, right, but the right. people, when you think about who gets in, okay, those kind of people, like Trump is not the first nigga that don't know what the fuck he's talking about. That's a presidency. Ronald Reagan was an actor. And, you know, his person, his his personable, uh, you know, demeanor is why people vote for you. That's why, you know, we saw that Barack could sing. That's why we saw uh, uh, Bill Clinton with a saxophone. You know, people want to see that your president is just like you. And that's why people are on board Trump because he says what he wants to say. He talks about the But message. nobody asks Trump who his favorite rapper is. <laughs> because we don't need to ask Trump who his he's favorite a white rapper man. is. Because much. he is giving off so much other entertainment. Do you understand what I'm saying? Fine. Okay. We don't so have you just, to be right, like, so what's the reason where you're I, I agree Trump is entertaining, but you know how Trump is entertaining? Trump is like a comedian with 10 minutes who goes out every night and does 45 minutes yes and goes you're over like, the light after 10 minutes you're like what the fuck are you talking about there's nothing else i know you ran out of shit yes yes and i'm tired of talking about him right now so let's get to the fly <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead let's get to the fly if you didn't know there was a fly but listen to listen to what this man says about the fly listen to what he says about the fly you know the a fly he who commands the fly has always been seen historically as the mark of the devil so I'm just, well, I'm not Steve, but having now I have to never, ask for the record, are you joking? Because uh, it, the fly could have landed on anyone. Yes, but it didn't. It landed on Mike Pence and it, and it says something. <laughs> I don't think karmic about the status of the campaign is it implodes. Okay, wait, there's more. Let's go through all of these now because I want us to talk about all of these. Here's the next fly, Mike Pence. <laughs> Viral moment. <laughs> oh my god. You gotta fly or you <laughs> can't see you don't even know. You gotta fly or you on the TV. Your hair is white as snow. He going nowhere. He can't come He's just chilling in your head. You might be all he needs. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> You gotta hold me. You never be lonely. And the last one, and probably the best one in my opinion. <laughs> I serve in law enforcement, and I want everyone to know who puts on the uniform. 
people are way too talented. There is a animated fly on Pence's head drinking cranberry juice. Like, what's his name? That's just hilarious. Like the viral video of the guy skateboarding, drinking cranberry juice. There's somebody made an animated fly. People are too talented. They made songs. They made animated night. In a night, like they was up all night doing that shit. He was like, he was like, guys, I need to get this last note right. Why isn't the keyboard in the frame? Let's cut that part. Let's cut that part and let's take it back to keyboard. Listen, when he, that man said that the fly, and that's not the first person I said that about flies. That flies are attracted to evil, evil, and so whenever you watch like movies, horror movies, and there's like a bunch of flies and stuff that's supposed to be like evil is there but let me right. tell you something that fly sat on his head for two minutes and change okay something oh, right Hold on, Chloe, are you gonna tell me you believe that evil stuff you don't believe that people are intrinsically evil you don't believe that there's evil energy and that people are attracted to evil. You, there's a reason yeah, why my kids is on a sign of evil. You don't energy. think you've never been around an animal who growls at a person who was yes, dogs do that a lot. Okay, you don't think flies pick up on energy no, I don't waves? Think flies have the emotional capacity that dogs have. Flies are just looking for shit. Flies, flies, flies but they are attracted to shit, and that's why they landed on his head because. Yes. The shit is a reflection of something dead. Death means evil, means dead to righteousness. You understand what I'm saying? So that's why, why that fly was over there is because you're dead to righteousness, which means you're dead, you're evil. Because that's what it, that's biblically when you are not righteous, you are uh, alive to sin, which means you are dead to your upper, your higher self. Preach. Okay, okay, we got some oh. serious uh, New Orleans. Oh, you gotta had an order. This is when you play the order. Dun, 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 Y'all dun. don't hear me. Dun, 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 dun. I thought yeah. I was a Haitian. I could bring it to you. beat me to it. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Every praise break. Um, yeah, so I feel you. And let me tell you something. If you don't think that Pence is evil, let's look at this next picture. People were talking about his eye. Let's look at his eye. And I saw this eye, and they were like, "What's up with his eye? Why is it bloodshot yeah, blood and one eyes. eye?" And might they be were, a sign of Corona. They're saying that it might be a sign of Corona, but you know what I thought when I saw that eye? What'd you I think? instantly thought that he may be one of these people. Go ahead, go to the next one. You already know. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> wait, take it back to the other picture because because look. That wait, the other eye is peeling too. Look at this. I didn't even see this. No, no, no. The other eye. Go wait, go back to the other back to the other eye. Go back to the other eye. Look at this peeling thing. Look at that. On top of the lid. That's peeling too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see it. I see it. Like just like the the picture. He is peeling. Go this back now. Go to the lizard man. Listen, if you don't know who this man is, this is a character from the the cult classic film v and so and the cult classic film v which they turned into a, lim- a series on abc which only lasted for like a season and a more chestnut was in it the aliens are this lizard people and the lizard people come down to earth and they put on human skin and the only way to tell if the human or not is to check like a little part of their skin and peel it back to see if there's lizard skin and so mm-hmm. when i saw that eye well, oh, wait, wait, wait. ain't you a fact checker 
What? What am I? What are you? What are you upset about? North Chestnut was not in this version of V. This shit from like the fucking eighties. No, North Chestnut was in the one from two thousands. You wasn't. I said they made it into a series on ABC that lasted a season, and Morris Chestnut was in it. You ain't say all of that. I definitely did. I definitely. What you was drinking tonight? What you was drinking? Uh, Tim is out of here, right? I got this is all the aggression that he was uh, supposed to release (laughs) in the uh, top of the hour. He's like, I found some aggression. Now I'm going to let it out. Prime example of men not listening to women. Right there, Tim. My own damn producer. There you go. Tim. Tim. Hello. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Pence is a a lizard person, but I'm just saying seeing his eye made me think of the lizard people of the movie and limited television series V. I actually like the show V. Uh, And let me tell you about the people. Um, They were they were like helping society. Like when they came in the in the the television show version, they were helping society. They had all this new technology. It was helping people with medicine and everything, but they really was going to like take over the world. And Morris Chestnut was actually one of the uh, aliens, but he had been down here as a scout and he fell in love with a human woman. And then they had a baby and he wasn't supposed to have a baby. And so when they found out that they had a half lizard baby, they was like, you got to go. And then the show got canceled. So I don't know what happened, but lizard people, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. Really um, had to go. Yeah, yeah he has that vibe, and there's just something about him. He definitely lacks basic human compassion, which yes. I think makes for a career politician because they don't need to have that. Yeah, and that's the sad part is that at a certain point, you I really thought about this when I was watching the debates. It's like politicians are really just people who you trust to feel the same way that you feel. And once you stop feeling that way, then you don't like that person no more. And so the people that like him like the fact that he don't give a fuck. They like the fact that he who should not be named is trying to give it to the libs. And as soon as they soften up, they're going to find somebody else. And that's all it is. Really, politics is a popularity contest. That's it. It is. It is. And that kind of sucks. Chloe, I have a question. Yes. When did you decide to go with he who should, should not be named instead of just saying it? Oh, from like episode one, because you know what? Even before the show, um, when when the world was open, we were doing stand up and I would say his name even before I got to the joke or the premise. And I didn't really have a lot of jokes about him. Mm-hmm. The, the room would change. And yeah. so I tried not to. So then I was just like, you know what? I could talk about politics without saying his name. I could just talk about things and people kind of know. Um, and so. I try not to say his name just because it's a mood killer and then I don't yeah. want to dwell on it too much. Yeah, a lot of people thought he was going to be good for comedy, but I actually don't think he is. He just makes it worse because no, he made it worse about him. Yeah, yeah, he made it worse because now you have so many comedians who are aligning themselves with that way of thinking and you're low key being like, oh, so you was racist this whole time. So just say, yeah. just say you yeah. racist. Don't like I, I've seen people try to use what he does to make a joke, but really they're just saying what they can say now because he's already said it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. like it's like when a kid uh, repeats a conversation because it has a curse word in it, and they was like, "Oh, mama, so and so said shit." It's like you just wanted to say shit. Now you can say shit. And yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I pick up on all of that. Um, when I think about the debates in this upcoming election, just want to make sure: are you both voting? Yes. Well, uh, I'm. I can't. Why? I'm a I'm a green card holder. I'm not American citizen. Oh. Yeah. So I'll be cheering you guys on as you vote. You should you should actually that would be a really funny uh <laughs> video, TJ. If you uh take a camera and you go to the polling sa- station and you stand out there and cheer people on who can vote. 
Yeah, just giving water and just have a little tambourine. Yeah. Don't take it for granted. For Americans as they vote. Yeah. yeah. Down. Don't take it for do it. It'd be and like it'd be like, guys, I know you didn't research these certain props and I did. So <laughs> you vote this way on this prop, this way on that prop. Because yeah. it's really our yeah. local things that we need to focus on. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Those props, those senators, those the governors, the sheriff, you know, not just like voting because, you know, up. Oh, well, I just voted for everybody that was black and then come to find out he dated Mitch McConnell, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know. Now, yeah. when we talk about voters, you know, there's a big block of, not big, but there is still a segment of society who's saying they are undecided, right? And this gentleman is one of those. And I want you to listen to his voice because I have experienced <laughs> this type of person before and you can tell a lot. You can tell a lot about a person by their voice. So let's listen to this gentleman who says he is an undecided voter. Undecided. Because I really want to know what the candidates' true plans are and how they're going to reach across the aisle to really get things done. We're such a crucial time in our country. We need people that are willing to talk to each other. And for Trump, I want to see what, he, what, what his plans really are to make that happen. And I want Biden to tell me how he's going to be able to reach across the aisle because the divide has gotten so large. I want to know how they can work together to make the country you better be and not just make the You're looking for unity. Yes. All right. Okay, so... Who was that in the background? Come on, it's Pete Keen. First of all, Loretta, Loretta, he is not dubbed. That is that man's voice, okay? And let me tell you why I wanted to play this clip. It's because... It has nothing to do about him being an undecided voter, but I think him being an undecided voter is also reflecting in why his voice sounds like that. This is a attractive black man, muscular build, right? And I can tell, not knowing this man, I can tell by his voice that he has been traumatized by white America, that he has been probably in white spaces where he had to uh, take the bass out of his voice to not seem like an angry black man. And he has been in white spaces where he's been the token black friend and he has to make everybody like him. And so that is why that black man could sit up here and talk about he is still an undecided voter because he's, yes. Hold on, he's, hold on. He's, what? I don't know. He hasn't been the, <laughs> he hasn't been the token black friend. He's undecided on his sexuality as well. You know what I'm saying? Like his, his, his voice that is. That man is I'm gay. Undecided. I completely agree with Del Harrison. That's I'm a gay man. On, if on I have I, friends. I'm also no. undecided on parents. Like this, <laughs> this man is completely undecided on his entire life. That voice says, I don't have any friends and I don't have any. Yes. Listen. No, I, listen, I don't, I, that sexuality thing may be valid, but I'm telling you, he is not hanging out with Craig and them on the corner. He is definitely oh, no. not. Oh, no. He is not. Uh -huh. and, Craig and, and them beat him up a long time ago. They, yeah, they definitely beat him up. <laughs> um, but I think that is also what you think about when you talk about the popularity contest. It's like, if you feel as though you have been ostracized, ridiculed, victimized in your own personal life, then you want to look for someone who you feel it represents the things that you cannot be. And so a person mm -hmm. like him, who's probably that, I mean, I know uh, psychiatrists, therapists, but I, my, my black woman energy tells me that man has been traumatized in some form of fashion. And he is looking for a politician. We talk about popularity contest, someone who he feels is going to tell people what it is, how it is, because he wasn't in a position to do that. Yeah. Well, but also, my, my thing about undecided voters is 
what what are you waiting for? What's missing? Because I feel like at this point, I have more respect for someone who's voting for Trump than a undecided voter. Because what do you need to decide at this point? Make a decision. Just have the balls. Make a decision and say this is who you're voting for. Okay. Well, I can also explain to you why people are undecided because people are not uh, researching things themselves these days. They're going by what comes up on their timeline. When you look at what comes up on your timeline, uh, I'm sure the, you know, he who has not been named uh, has coming up on your timeline. The fact that Kamala put so uh, many black men in jail, they also have so many things about you. Like every time Joe comes up on my timeline, it's, a, it's asking me for money. It never has a plan. When I go on Joe's Twitter page, it's just like, oh, shout out to the Koreans. It's their new year. And shout out to the Mexicans. We stand with you. But it's not mm -hmm. like, guys, in America, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And this is what I think we need to do. None of that. Like, so you are going to have some people that are not decided. Then couple with the... The, the those things those factors are going on you have a lot of people who are benefiting from what they think is the trump uh, administration because of this pandemic goes on now everybody's on unemployment see money money weighs heavy that money that people did not receive before weighs heavy on an undecided voter because i had my black home girl to tell me um that you know Dell, i have not received this much money from the government before in my life. You know, we talk about, um, you know, th this administration being bad, but this is all the money I received. Now, I, you know, of course, I, st I corrected her immediately to tell her that this money don't come from the administration. It comes from the Lord who sent the pandemic to free his people and put a lot of people ahead, you know, because I got to get you straight on that uh, aspect as well, because money does not come from man. It comes from the Lord and we request the money from the Lord. We speak what the things that we want to have. But when you think about people that are not watching, not watching TV, not researching at all, they're strictly going by their social media timeline and what's in their account. And yeah, you got a lot of people that are undecided. And then Trump had the, the, the you know, there was a video ad with this regular, nice looking black man talking about, I know for me, I got to be both for Trump. Now, of course, Trump paid for that. But this is a, you know, this man had the acting skills on fire. Like, I mean, he really had an now, acting coach standing by. You bring up a good point about people who feel like Biden and Kamala Harris are not addressing them. And this brings us perfectly to our next story. And then this is the last story about the president. Um, all right. And so this next story is basically black men saying that Biden and Kamala Harris are not um, chasing them enough. They're not courting them. And so the person who posted this on Twitter, I mean, uh, is none other than uh, Uncle Luke, formerly of <laughs> the Two Live Crew. Um, <laughs> I had to look up Uncle Luke before the show, because as a Haitian, I have no idea who that man is. First of all, as a Haitian, you should definitely know who he is, because he's from Miami, and ain't that where the Zoe Nation is? <laughs> ain't y'all down here thick? Uh, nah, we're too busy. We don't, we don't know who Uncle Luke is. I had to look him up. <laughs> Okay, so Uncle Luke tweeted this out the other day. He tweeted, let me tell you this at Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, you will not win Florida if you don't bring me plies. Yes, plies. <laughs> Rick Ross, Trick Daddy, Trina, City Girls, Pitbull, 
and little Duval to the table, re-rep the streets of Florida. And he also uh, snitch tagged uh, Roland Martin, Bakari Sellers, Jamil Hill, and Joy Um, And I don't know what to say. I mean, I cracked up laughing at this. Like, I cracked up laughing First at this. First of all, Trina probably was like, I ain't gonna break me in it. I ain't I wouldn't be playing on both. <laughs> right? Trina just got in trouble for saying some some mad, crazy, homophobic, racist shit like two weeks ago on the radio. Trina don't want none of this heat. Um, <laughs> let me tell you something. Uh, Uncle, Luke, Uncle Luke, I respect you for being an independent artist and for uh, opening the doors for smut rap. That's what I call it. Smut rap. Straight up. Uh, degraded women and all of that. You were by far one of the pioneers. But what we're not going to do is sit here and act like you are a political powerhouse. Uh, Uncle Luke, you ran for mayor of Miami in 2011 and you lost. So you clearly ain't running the streets if you couldn't get enough motherfuckers to vote you as mayor. Okay? That's number one. And number two, and my question to you both is what do you think black men are not getting from the messaging that is happening in this political cam- campaign? Because black women are on board, right? And so if black women can say, listen, I may not hear all the things that I want to hear, but I know that I got to vote for Biden because Trump going to have us on a plantation in two weeks post inauguration. Um, what is it that black men need to hear that black women are like, I'm good. I start with you, TJ, as a black man. You can't vote. <laughs> well, okay. So here's the thing. <clears throat> I don't know if there's a specific thing that black men want to hear, as much as it is about the baggage that they feel. And I'm I can't speak for black men. I'm speaking for me and what I see. I'm speaking for TJ right now. The baggage that I think uh Kamala Harris and Joe Biden bring. For Kamala Harris, it's mostly, and people will use that because it's her biggest flaw. It's it's the track record in California, the amount of people that she put in jail, people who mostly are black men. And that relates to Joe Biden's role into the 94 crime bill. There's a video clip on YouTube where he's talking about a racial jungle and the super predator comment, which was originally made by Hillary Clinton, but he co-signed it and repeated it several times. So you have those two things that directly affected the black community, more so black men than black women. So I could see where that becomes a block for people. Now, I don't know if that's enough for someone to go and say, well, I'll vote for Trump because he didn't do those things. But I do understand why people may have gripes and grievances with those two things. Is that fair? I can understand that. I can understand that. But again, as Dell pointed out earlier, people need to do their research and need to do their information. When it comes to the 94 crime bill, we have to understand that at the time in 1994, the black and brown community was ravaged from drugs and the war Mm -hmm. on drugs. Right. And so you had the influx of drugs and you had the war on drugs, which made it even worse because they were just sweeping and, and arresting people and they were doing more hurt than good. Because when people are black and brown and they are addicted to drugs, they are instantly criminalized. Right. Yeah. And so when you have a community that is ravaged from the influx of drugs, which brings on crime, family separation, devastation, etc., they're seeking help. 
And so yeah. what's not going to be heard is, hey, our people are addicted to drugs. We need reform. We need rehab. We need counseling. They're not going to give that. So the next best thing is we need more police to stop the crime. And so there were a lot of black people, especially in the black church, who supported this crime bill because their yeah, black community was being ravaged. So you can't say that this white man and Hillary Clinton, all of a sudden, unbeknownst to black people in America, pushed forth the crime bill that black people didn't know about. Black people knew about the crime bill and they applauded it because they felt that that was the only way to help under take down the crime that was associated with drugs in the community. Now, fast forward all these years when white people got crime and they on drugs, they're not getting the crime bill. They're getting opioid deals. They're getting Correct. money and they're getting television shows with intervention that's coming in and paying them to be on drugs on camera. So you got to understand that racism is the defining line. And when people don't acknowledge that racism plays a part in the policies that are given to black people, then you're not having a real conversation. I'm not targeting you, TJ. I'm not saying no, that No, no, I hear you. And but But then isn't that pointing to the fact that Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton were motivated more so by racism than they were by fighting crime. And that's a problem a lot of because the Democrats often take for granted the black vote. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like I'm supposed to vote for you, but time and times again, it's shown to me that you are as racist as the guy you trying to show me that you better than, then what am I to do? Yeah. No, I agree. And I do think that, and I'm going to go to you, Del. I do think this really quickly is that we have to acknowledge the fact that Black Americans are largely very conservative. Okay. Yes. Black Americans. Especially older. Especially older. Right. Yeah. They're, they are, they are anti-gay marriage, homophobic. Right. Now, I don't want to generalize, but if you if you if you're talking about uh, people who are conservative Christians, there are a lot of black people who are conservative Christians. They might not call themselves evangelicals, but they're anti-gay marriage. They're anti. Uh, uh, they are for police. Right. They don't want to mm -hmm. defund the police. You ask the older black person they wanted to fund the police. They're going to say, no, we need more police. And so what I'm saying is that if you if you have a mindset that says that in order for you to be to have peace, inequality and you need more policing to get out the bad people, then mm -hmm. there were black people who agreed with the crime bill. Yeah. And so to sit up here now and be like, they did this to us. It was like, no, there was some people in your community who were for this. Like, let's talk about that. Don't make it seem like uh, Biden and Hillary Clinton created this thing in a vacuum and they just put it out there in the world. It was promoted and talked about in the black community. I remember hearing about three strikes and you're out as a kid. And that's how they and that's how they would get us to stay in line, being like, don't fuck up because you got three strikes. And if you do this, you're going to go to jail. How many kid, black kids are told from two that they going to jail? You better not. I'm going to call the police on you. You better you better stop messing around. I'm gonna call. That's how mm -hmm. we're conditioned. That's yeah. how we're conditioned. Yeah, I'm sorry. A absolutely. Um, I heard about it when I was a younger uh, child, too, with the three strikes in the out. You know, you're putting these laws into place because there is a problem with crime and drugs but then you put the drugs in our community so now you're putting the laws from the drugs that you put in our community 
okay, let's say you did black people were on board because we're always getting duped because you're always, y'all are the super predators. Y'all are always preying on us. You know what I'm saying? Some way or another, either you're putting drugs in the community or and now you're making a law to say, if you take the drugs, we're going to put you in jail. We're going to put you in jail for a longer time. And you're not doing that with whites. Okay. Let's say you did all that. Let's say we were on board. Are you a different person now? That is what black men, that is where black men are like, there's no difference between you and Trump right now, because even the other night when I watched the debate and Trump was like, you called them super predators and you created a triumph. You did not take a minute to say, you know what? That was uh, Hillary Clinton. That was in my old state of mind. And this is what I plan on doing right now for black men, because we do have a problem. We do need protection. We do need the police. You're not saying any of that. You just look like, I'll just ignore this comment because you can't possibly want to vote for this guy. And black men, you know, even I look at that and I'm just like, I'm so tired of you, your arrogance feeling like, oh, you better vote for me or you're going to be stuck with this guy. Oh, okay. I'm going to be stuck with this guy because I feel like you're the same guy. You see what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So mm -hmm. why are you so different now? You know, yes, you're bringing a black woman along and I'm, I'm glad to see the, the VP debate where she says, you know, I introduced the body cams, but then now police got the option to turn the body cams on or off. Like, I mean, guys, like we need a direct thing that says what is going to happen. You know, what are your plans to mm -hmm. it? prove the safety of black people against the police, the safety of our black boys growing up in these urban areas where there are access to guns. What is your plan? So far, we have you defending yourself against these, um, you know, uh, uh, the Trump administration, but we don't like, you know, but when Barack Obama was running for office, we didn't have time to know to, for him to defend himself against anybody else. He was sticking to this is what I'm going to do. This mm -hmm. is what we need. That is what I feel like the black men are desiring. I know it, me as a black woman that loves black men and loves myself and all people really, um, I want to see more of your plan and how you plan on playing it out. I don't want, you know, if you did call, say super predator, let's address that shit. Don't everybody yeah. just ignore that you shit. Know, and you know, so to be clear, in last year he apologized for his role in the crime bill. And this is what I want us to acknowledge is that people can change their platform, right? People can grow and learn and they can make up and they can apologize. But I will say that it's very difficult to own up to your flaws and your growth and your mistakes when you're dealing with he who should not be named in the GOP because mm -hmm. they know the tactic of just focusing on what you did, not how you've uh, redeemed yourself or changed your way. And so that's the semantics. That's the game that you got. Okay. Play. But the thing about it too is it doesn't matter how powerful the GOP is. The GOP was just as powerful when it was a black man running in the office with less money and having to go to the internet to get his funding. The, what, what you need to focus on as the person that is going up against the powerful GP is telling us your plan. 
you have the platform like the debate. We want to hear when if you, if something super predator came up. Okay, just like if, if Kevin Hart is hosting the Oscars and he got to keep on saying, "Listen, I didn't mean this." That's what we need to hear. We need to hear you saying it over and over and over again because every platform is going to give a new ear to your plans. And right now, I don't I, I don't want to hear about you. You you talk about well, I addressed that last year, nigga. I wasn't here last year. I didn't give, I didn't care about you last year. You understand? <laughs> Listen, I am not making any excuses for anybody, but I'm simply saying that it is, you know what it is? It's hard to, um, it is hard to have a well thought out, um, apology or plan of attack when you're dealing with somebody as off the cuff as he who should not be named. And so, yes, I agree that he should make a statement. He should make a video. He should send it out to all the people who are still on the fence, black folks, black community, maybe even have my fucking uh, Luke sample in the the background playing. Yes, all of that can happen. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, is like when you want somebody to debate that against a clown, that's not, that's going to be, it's every Everything that he says is going to be twisted and turned and and a snippet will be taken out and they will make a video and it will be so. So I think it's like knowing who your opponent is. It's like you want to deal with somebody who's going to constantly drag you down to the mud or you're going to be like, I'm going to let them tie yourself out and say what I need to say. Yeah. But you're going to get and, uh, dragged down to the mud anyway, and he's never going to tie out. So that's why you hit that. Like, who, girl, let me tell you something. I could run his campaign. Okay. Because... <laughs> Who is running the campaign that you don't have a video going out the next day to say, you know, tr- a clip of Trump to say, and he called them super predators. This guy right here. You know why? Trump. Because uh, Biden wanted to be a decent human being and decided to stop all his negative campaign uh, ads once he who should not be named came down with the vid. Okay, but see, that's where you really, you really got to get back to <laughs> your white man right we not. We like, not playing the same. Let's say they not playing the same okay. game. Two different games. Two different okay. Games. okay, but and the thing about Chloe's point, I was gonna say that yes, I do agree that, and we see this in our business also, where uh, you might lose whatever opportunity you have because of a tweet you made 15 years ago. That's that's a ridiculous thing to do, not only on a political level, but on a very private individual level because basically what you're saying is someone is gonna be responsible for the mistakes they made when they were children technically speaking like you're not allowing room for growth like there's no way what i think today is gonna match what i <laughs> thought 15 years up. ago <laughs> you said he was 50 <laughs> this nigga was 50 this nigga was not no child <laughs> We need to know a 50-year-old white man means that you decide that is 77-year-old true. white man. But also, it's a, it's a political game. It is yes, a political game, and we're, and that's what I'm saying is, that's why black men are on the fence. You're not playing the game, nigga. You're trying to play this goody-two-shoe nigga right now when you was the same person as Trump talking about y'all are super predators. Like, that is where you lose black men and you lose black women that love every, you know, black men every time because... There's like, first of all, you know, when uh, the, um, uh, you know, during the time of Reconstruction, black people voted Republican. You know what I'm saying? When we were 
uh, it was the Democrats fighting to keep us enslaved. Now I am the I Republicans were originally the party of black people. Yeah, yeah okay. And then it exactly. switched in the it, like the forties and, 40s and, and 50s. they switch. And the thing about it too is when black people, you know, acquire a lot of wealth, a lot of times they get back to voting Republican because of tax cuts and you know things that are in their favor. But you know, um, you know, so we have a natural distrust. You know, when it comes when it when it's something like this, because you're you're not proving that you're any different from a person that's right now. You know, Trump wins the black males because he is friends with the blacks. You know what I'm saying? J- Joe Biden has, used to love Trump. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying is and they still have this thing. Now, Trump yeah. is a horrible person as well. Like, well, you know, and also he's not research. And he's not as successful as people think he is because yeah. a yeah. lot of his dealings are a license deals where they just get his name. And also he doesn't really own the properties that have his names on it. So but okay. um, we've already talked way too much about he was not the name. <laughs> So I want us to what you had to want to say. Last one, one, final thing, one final thing. One final thing. Okay, and and this is this has to do with the nature, I think, of uh, politics and elections, right? And I, I hope, I sincerely hope that Biden and Kamala win by November third, early in the day. I really hope they do. But here's where I think Trump and his people have an edge. The edge is. They cater to this very primal thing in human beings when it comes to country. People are nationalistic. People want their country to be the best. People want to think about their country as the one that rules the world. So when you hear some dumb shit, like it doesn't mean anything, but when you hear make America great again, you just hear America and that does something to your soul. It's primal. It's like the basic animal in you. You want to be better than other people. So this is what Trump has that edge over Biden, because if you think about Biden, what is his message other than I'm, I'm more decent than this guy? Yeah, it doesn't that. appeal to something deeper into human beings. And Trump has that edge, even though it's not he's not a great guy. He's a shit. He's a piece of shit. One hundred percent. But he appeals to something that the average American wants to hear, meaning... Well, I mean, I when you say average American, be, be clear, the average average middle across, America... Across race, really, like, you know, even a black American would want to hear that America is doing great. And Trump yeah, appeals know. to that. But we know. If you a black person in this country, you think this country's doing great, you done drink all the motherfucking Kool-Aid, and I hope you die in the forest <laughs> with Jim Jones in them. All right, moving on. Wait, oh, <laughs> before we move on, I just yeah. gotta say, Benjamin oh, Franklin said, "Honestly, I'm hoping Biden wins, and then COVID hit um, him harder the second time, and Kamala grab your cap crown." You know oh. what? Didn't oh yeah, that's- Dendrick, that is the that's the goal right there. Biden wins, and then everybody come down with COVID, and then we got the first black woman president. Listen, and if you if you talking about that's the way God intended it to be, then that's the way God intended it to be. Listen, you can hear no argument from me. Um, okay, so we were talking about change. We were talking about Joe Biden saying something in 1994 and how you know he may have changed his mentality or his platform and all of that stuff. Um, which brings us to this really good uh, post that I saw earlier today, and it says. 
if you could go back in time, go ahead, Tim, go to the next one. If you met your 18-year-old self, you're allowed to say three words to your 18-year-old self. What would those three words be? I'll start with you, TJ. Oh, Lord. Uh, oh, that's a that's a good one. It is a good one. Um, I would go back and say three words. You are okay. And, and I think that's one of those things, especially like, you know, I'm, I'm Haitian born and raised and I moved here and America does a lot, especially driven by capitalism to tell people that they need to do more. They have to do this. They have to go out and do that. This is what's going to make you happy. This is the amount of money you need. This is the apartment you need. This is the house you need. There's just so much of that stuff that gets crammed into your head. And the ultimate result is you can never be happy if you're chasing some fake happiness all the time. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. think saying that you are okay is just giving the knowledge that whatever situation you're in, whatever is happening to you, even if it's bad, it will pass. And if it's good, sit there and enjoy it. It will also pass. Just know that you are okay and you're equipped to deal with whatever life throws at you. Mm, powerful. I felt that. Del, Thank you. What would you say to your 18 year old self? Three words. Chloe always got some old therapeutic something coming on every podcast. She got you digging in your past, figuring out how to make your future better. You know what I'm saying? I tried. And I did look at this earlier. And you know what I thought? I thought to myself, I would tell myself, you are valuable, you know, because I spent so much time uh, with a lack of self-worth and, um, you know, so like, like I was like, not just valuable, like I was just so worthy of the best, you know, so like, you know, like right now I feel like I'm in my queendom. I would be telling my 18 year old self, you are a queen, like you are a star, you are so valuable. All of these people and all of these things, they mean nothing, you know what I'm saying? Because the Lord has chosen you for, you know, such greatness. You know, yeah. so, yeah. Mm. You know, listening to both of you, I had one thing in mind because I hadn't thought about this until tonight. And hearing TJ talking, he was talking about capitalism. At first, my instinct was to be like, save your money, right? But that's such a, a capitalistic thing. Yeah. Um, and, and I never really spent a lot. I never, I was never a frivolous shopper. Um, I think the majority of my money that I have made throughout my life has been to help my family and those in need. Like if somebody needed something I would give. So I would say that's probably where like money has gone. Um, but because I don't want to subscribe to this idea of American capitalism as defining your success, I would go back if I saw my 18 year old self and I would tell her to go to therapy I would have told her to go to, to therapy. That's a great one. Yeah. I didn't start therapy until last, last year, last year at 38. And I always said, I'm going to go to therapy when 
blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I'll go to therapy before I such and such, or before I, you know, before I get married or before this, you know, before I felt like I am going through like a major change and I need to like, you know, check in with myself, then I'll go get therapy. And so I decided to go get therapy, uh, before my book came out, which was like what made me do it. And, um, and I've had my therapist on the show too. Shout out to uh, Dr. Mel, Melissa Robinson. But I would tell myself to go get therapy because I feel like there was a lot of things that I uh, dealt with internally um, from being bullied as a kid and trying to always, you know, work through everything and be a workaholic. And and I gave so much, I feel, of like my 20s to a career that I don't even do anymore. But like I was always giving to show my worth. And so I would, I probably would tell myself at 18 to go go get therapy. Oh, that's great. Do you mind if I ask a question? Yeah, of course. Uh, and, and this might be a little bit open-ended and it might be hard, but you know, give me whatever you can. So what do you think is at the root of black people in America, specifically black people's resistance to therapy? Mm. I would say that it has to do two things. One with religion. I believe that uh, you were taught as a black person that the Lord is always there. You know, he's always on the main line. He ain't when he don't, he may not show up when you want him, but he's always on time. So just talk to the Lord. You got a problem. Just talk to the Lord Yes, Um, because we rely so heavily on our religious um, beliefs to get us through oppression, enslavement, civil war, you know, civil rights, like all of these things. It's like, you know, yes, I'm being beaten down and dogs are being sicked on me, but the Lord has a better way. And I think also, and I need to actually, this month, I need to do a show about religion, an episode about religion. I would love but, to be on that one. Sign yeah, me God, up. I have so much to say. <laughs> oh my God. Me too. <laughs> but, um, but I think that we uh, rely on our faith to uh, cope with being treated badly. Right. So it's like, you know, my life is shit here on earth because I'm a black person and, you know, I'm in this predicament. But when I die, (laughs) well, heaven going to be amazing, you know. And so you you have all of these. There was all these coping mechanisms that were put in place to help us deal with the treatment that we received. And so there was no relationship as strong as the one you were supposed to have with Jesus and God even more so Jesus than God, right? 100 as, as a Christian. So I think that's part of it. And then also part two is that um, with the lack of trust when it comes to institutions, right? So if you had dealing with the such things as like the Tuskegee experiment, where you have doctors that are coming to the black neighborhood and saying that they're giving you medicine or they watching to see if you're doing good, but they really giving you syphilis and not treating you to see what happens, then you have a distrust when it comes to the medical field. And most therapists, especially in our parents' lives, were white. It wasn't a lot of black therapists. And if you mm-hmm. if and if they were, they weren't in the hood. They was in the affluent black parts. So you just didn't see it wasn't accessible and it wasn't something that you talked about unless you had real psychological problems. And yeah. so you just didn't you just didn't seek out professional help. And so people are breaking that and they are making it more accessible and the talking about it helps normalize it. And so people feel like, yeah, this is something that I could do, especially in a pandemic. Like, you know, if you like I live for the most part, I live alone. But if I didn't have an outlet, if I didn't have you know, work. If I didn't have my dog, you know, I have family that's nearby. Like, I mean, I would need to talk to somebody. And so I would, I would tell myself at 18, go, go, go see somebody, girl. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I I went through that last year. I had a black female friend who was just going through 
she was approaching 30. So there's that pressure and she wasn't where she thought she should be at that time in her life. Yeah. So a lot of things were falling apart and she was just kind of breaking down. And at one point I was like, do you ever think about maybe therapy could be a good thing for you? And she straight up got angry and mad at me. And she told me she talks to God. Then what's the point of talking to somebody when she can directly talk to God? Yeah. And I'm uh, like, this this makes no sense. I don't know how to help you. <laughs> this listen, is crazy. Religion is an indoctrination. And I say that because if you don't have anything else that appeals to you, then you don't know that there's any other option. And I'm not saying religion is bad, but I'm saying if you're being taught, especially if you're being told by somebody, don't talk to anybody. God is everything. Then you're going to be like, I don't need to talk to anybody. God is everything. Right. Well, and let me just jump in there as the Lord's representative. You can talk to God. You can talk to God. But the thing about we it too can is Bell Harrison. Go ahead. Well, absolutely, because to see see the thing about it too is the version of God that we are taught to believe in is the one like sometimes that we can't talk to. It's when we are older and we start learning uh, a version of God because God is not up in the sky. God is inside of us. So mm -hmm. once we learn to love what's inside of us, then we talk to what's inside of us. And then ourselves says, you know what? Even though I was pissed off, that guy was right. I, I might need to go sign up for someone right there because the Holy Spirit actually guides us and in inside of us. But when we're little and we're taught to get all of these results after we die, see, that's not the proper belief but in that, God. And that's what yeah. I mean by uh -huh. the indoctrination. It's like if you're told something over and over and over again as a child and now you're 30 and someone's going to tell you something that challenges everything that you've been taught for the past 30 years, you're going to be like, you out your damn mind. Yeah. Right. But, but I, I would hope that people are getting a better, you know, I, I go to a lot of churches, uh, you know, I've been to a lot of churches that are giving a better interpretation of how to believe in God. And when you form a better belief and the trust, then you form a better trust for yourself, you know, because that's it, essentially when we believe in God, we are believing in our higher self, you know, so. Um, yeah, no, I agree. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. And people and people are having the conversation about religion and spirituality in many ways. You know, that's why you see an uptake in crystals and sage and, and Palo Santo and everybody's talking about, you know, their chakras. Like all of that is people's way to kind of break apart from the institution of religion and find their own connection to a higher being. So, you know, whatever your journey is, I applaud you, you know, just make the world a better place and, and don't make it worse. Um, speaking yeah. of making the world a better place, um, I'm just watching all these people show their growth when it comes to their relationships on social media to the point now is called the Quavo challenge. Uh, uh it goes down in the DMs. If you don't know what this is about, basically people on social media were talking about how they met their person by sliding in the DM and showing where they are now. And some people hit a person in the DM and they're married now. And some people hit somebody in the DM and they live together. They got a baby. And so it's all of this love happening in the DMs. Meanwhile, my DMs is dry. Um, but because <laughs> of Quavo, Quavo posted this tweet about he and his girlfriend, Sowite. I know it's sweetie, but it's S-A-W-E-E-T-I-E. So, so we tay. Um, he hit her in the DMs in 2018 with the snowflake. 
She'd hit him back with a bowl of ramen. He said, you so icy. I'm a glacier. I'm a glacier boy. Glacier boy. She wrote, what happening then? <laughs> and the I had no idea that's how you said that. I couldn't. <laughs> what what's what's happening? What's happening then? Um what's and then the picture what happening. And the what's picture next to them then? is them to get together after however however many years um toasting up. And they're a lovely couple, no shade to them. And so as a result of them of him posting the DM conversation that led to his relationship, people are now uh posting DMs of just snowflakes that are being sent to them, which is, I guess, the new way of being like, "What's up with you? You trying to you trying to be a, a, a Quavo partnership with me?" Let me what, check what my DMs to see if I got a snowflake. What does the snowflake mean specifically? <laughs> what the it just, I mean, he just was saying like she cold, like yo, you a cold piece. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I feel like right now this is uh, the the time for it because I mean, you know, before we used to have cuffing season, but right now, because everybody had a terrible summer and a terrible fall, and it's about to be an insane winter. So this is your time to not just cuff, but put somebody into like high security prison. That's really what you're <laughs> trying to do. It's gonna be a tough time. So right now the doors are open. <laughs> Go in somebody's DMs and just do whatever you gotta do and listen, get I, wrong I think it's someone. listen, it's a generational thing. I I all right, I'm saying it's a generational thing because nobody's in my DM, so I'm gonna make it seem like it's not just me and it's just a generational thing. <laughs> but men do not hit me in my DMs like that, like at all. Oh, what? um, Chloe, they do. You just gotta check your request messages. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? All right, I'll take that back. There have been some men in the DMs, but let me tell you something. If you hit me in my DM and you your page is private, or I look at your followers and you got like zero followers and you follow like 4,700 people, no. That's weird. That's weird. Like I'm not, you know, and I, and I believe that there are probably like people I know, or like guys I used to date who see me now and be like, Oh, I can't hit her up like me. So let me create, like, I've definitely seen like brand new accounts hit me up being like, Hey, what's up? I'm like, you created this shit two weeks ago. Like I see the scam. Um, but I'm trying to look at my DMs right now. I ain't got nobody in my DMs. You might be intimidating, you know? You were you were listen, let me tell you one thing. Smart, successful woman. Some dudes might be intimidated by that. Let me tell you something. Which that is you wouldn't want those guys anyway, right? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like you're absolutely hundred percent correct about that. And Del, yeah. I know you get the same thing I'm dealing with because you are a powerhouse. So we already know that's what it is. Um, I yeah. mean, I get hit up in the DMs, but the Lord ain't sending my man in the DMs. So I just be like, see everyone later. I mean, I always like reply like, hey, thank you so much for hitting me up. But no, I don't want to meet my man online. But also, too, when it comes to Saweetie and Quavo, you know, what I do see is um, they both had gotten to the other side of their calling. You know, she's on billboards. He is also popular. So yes, it's now a, you know, uh, a equally yoked meeting. So of course that kind of hit up in the DMs is great. Now look, 
if Kevin Garnett want to hit me up in the DMs, then I would just take everything back and say the Lord must have sent my man in DMs. But other than that, Kevin Garnett, no. <laughs> Did you just say Kevin Garnett? Well, what he did lately? I don't know. I don't Nothing watch him. Yeah. That is, that's a, that is a, I mean, you must have been crushing on him for years. Kevin Garnett. Yes. Yes. He's still looking delicious. Hold on. Let me look at my bro fans. Because I think he's still looking delicious. I can't believe Kevin Garnett. You know what, though? I do believe that a man can come or a person can come in any anyway and if it's the dm it might be the dm you know what i'm saying back in the day you would just get a letter that somebody scribbled and passed to somebody else to pass to you so don't block the dm it might be your blessing though that's all i'm saying love is love accept it no i need to like no because see we're mammals i need to like smell you when i meet you you know what i'm saying like i don't like the dm on the first meeting you got to smell a man on the first the first time like the first no, meaning like, you know, we're mammals. Like I respect we, that. Yeah. You know, we need to I need to meet you. I, I don't like online activity at all. I'm not any on any like dating sites and none of that stuff. I like to know who you are as a person, your essence, your smell. Like that I would rather wait. I would rather just be happy with my career. And you know, every day I'd be like, Lord, send me my husband. But I would just wait on the Lord to send me my husband because I don't like that online hide behind who you are. You know, you could say false things. First of all, if you like now I'm a a public figure. So if you are in my DMs, you could you are on my page and you could see where I am and just come to where I am. If you still in the DMs, then already you're but not Del, what if but Del, what you might be blocking your blessing Dell what if he lives in another state what if he lives oh, in another he state no 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 we can't do no long distance he's not the man for me off no, the break listen what if listen what if he says listen what if he says listen Dell I'm I I you know I just wanted to say hello I saw you on Chloe across America and I just thought you were so amazing and I connected with you on so many things that you said currently I live in Tennessee but I'm moving to LA um, in February, I would like to get to know you in the meantime, and maybe we can connect when I come to Los Angeles. That that that, that statement right there, I'm moving to LA in February. You're not doing what you say you're gonna do. I need to do you right. Like if you're not with your shit right now, like see, you know, the thing about I love it is I no no no. You first of all, I need you to all also be like you got to You know, we live a different. Uh, on camera lifestyle so you got to be with that like you know i desire a king you and i'm talking about a king that, mm. that is ahead of me men are designed by the lord to lead and it is nothing sexier than you knowing more than me you being able to lead me and that means that you're already flying out to LA. You're already in the able here. You're already on the production line. You're already a producer. You're already powerful. All this I'm about to do that my cat is dry. Just from hearing the word I'm about. I cannot say I'm about. Either you're doing it or you're not, because I am not about to do anything I'm doing. I'm already doing it. And the I I have to be patient enough to wait on a person that is a king, not a not not fumbling around here for trying to find his wings as a prince. You know he he about to no 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 nigga. I need you to be a king. You know what I'm saying? I and that's agree. in whatever industry you in because 
you're not even going to if if i if i'm dating someone who is in his print stage right now it he's not even going to respect the fact that i am you know such a queen and would accept a person who is about to be a king i should already be like with a king that can lead me you know what i'm okay, saying so what if so what if he is a, a king and he hits you in a DM with a snowflake and a, and a king crown and said, I'm going to be in L.A. next Tuesday. I want to take you out for dinner. What you finna say? I'm I'm about to delete that message because I don't You're not gonna like. Say what's happening then? <laughs> <laughs> what's happening then? No, because he's not hitting me. I, I He's not hitting me in the DMs. Like, I just don't believe in that online that online you gotta understand something in the bible they was hitting people in the dms in the bible i'm just saying people god was talking to people on all different type of burning bush i'm saying right now if you saw a burning bush right now you should gonna be like oh fuck that bush you're gonna be like oh god may have a word for me it may be in the dm girl the it burning may... bush was the dms of two thousand years ago it's the same <laughs> thing it's just <laughs> a way to get that message Listen. across you had a burning bush. You woke up with an angel sitting on the foot of your bed being like, bitch, you pregnant? Like, <laughs> a DM is way more palatable than you waking up from your sleep in the middle of the night with an angel on the bed being like, psst, psst. go pee on the stick. You pregnant. And yeah. I need you. Guess what? I'm going to need the angel on the bed. Okay, rather than that. No, you basically person. saying you don't, you don't believe in, you don't date potential. You date people that are already accomplished. You don't fuck with prince. You want kings. You want all your potential to be already realized. Is that what you're saying? That's it. Because I have dated, you know, like I have already been married before. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I have already learned, you know, what I feel makes uh, success in a relationship mm -hmm. and what I feel is meeting in person, number one, but also two is you need to already be a king. There is nothing like a person that's already established. It's just sexier to us as women. And I, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, I just don't want you to be in my DMs. Now, if you're powerful enough to fly to Los Angeles, well, I'd be putting where I am in Los Angeles too. So just come meet me right there because right. I need to meet you in person. I don't want you in my DMs. I can't distinguish who you are in my DMs. Um, I'm a, I'm a deviate from what Del just said. If you uh, see me on social media and I'm going to be somewhere, please don't roll up on me telling me that you saw me <laughs> on social media and you came to meet me. Just meet me. Like just, just I'm, I'm dead ass serious. If you come to something that I'm at, if I'm performing or I'm, I'm, I'm appearing somewhere, and you come and you want to meet me, just say, hey, I, I, I just was here tonight and I, I like. Don't tell me I saw you on social media and I came here to meet you. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you want to date me, don't do that. Just tell me later, like after we done dated for a couple times, then be like, oh, you know that whole night. I it was I, I, my plan was to, and I'm like, oh my god, that's so. But the first night, mm -mm, red flag on just, uh, uh, and I'm gonna <laughs> stop posting my shit to two days after I already did it. Um, it's all right, pretty creepy. It's pretty yeah. creepy. All right. Um, let's talking about dating and relationships. Um, reality TV is getting a new housewife. The Real Housewives of New York, which I have not watched since like season three, <laughs> announced that they are adding 
an African-American woman to the cast. Her name is Ebony K. Williams. Can we go? Yeah, there she is. Very attractive woman. Um, if you've seen her around, she is the host of Revolt TV's Black News. She is a, a presenter, a host. I don't, um, I believe a journalist. I'm not sure, but she's definitely been on camera. So she's going to be, you know, she's going to have an angle. She's going to have her hair, her makeup tight. Um, she also is very private about her love life. So I don't know who she's married to, but um, apparently she is in a relationship and she's going to be joining the women on the cast of The Real Housewives of New York. If you don't know, The Real Housewives of New York is the one that Bethany Frankel was on and she left there to start like her skinny bitch wine and now she's like a billionaire and Ramona who's messy and a bunch of other white women who I don't know. But it's interesting. I'm not going to watch, but you know, I just wanted to shout out the black woman that's going to be on. Get ready to get some water I mean, on your they, face. They got, they got a black woman. I mean, if you, your name is Ebony, you are definitely, I mean, they couldn't get an Abby Phillips or something. No, no, no. They, they had to get Ebony. black, black. Right. That's a black woman right there. Yeah. They got to show black, black. They got to get it. Black, black. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I hope I wish her the best. Um, I I hope that you know when you are a, a one of the only in a group like that, it it, it can be a little dicey because you know they gonna somebody gonna say some passive aggressive racist shit and you gonna want to come out your neck and you have to just sit there like Kamala Harris, look that pence and with that smirk, that black woman smirk like bitch, I rip your motherfucking head off. Yeah, it's always <laughs> that's so much exactly pressure. what I was thinking thing. about too. I was how did, thinking how do you, that. A lot of black people like this idea of being the first to, of something. Do you? I hate first. Do you like first, Chloe? I think it's sad at this stage that we still are saying like the first blacks who do this, the first blah, yeah. blah. It's like it's sad. It's sad. Yeah, I remember. Was it last year or two years ago when uh, Tiffany Haddish hosted SNL and they were like, this is the first black female comedian to host SNL. And I was like, SNL has been around since 1975. Yeah, it's sad. that's insane. And wow, you know what? The worst thing, this. The worst thing about being like the first now is that like no one is gonna put you on a history quiz. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You're not gonna be <laughs> in nobody's uh notes for the final at all. Like, if you're the first for a week, that's it's it. That's it. For the it's month. sad. <laughs> it's Harriet Tubman and Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh all right so let's wrap this up with uh a funny video that i saw that actually creeps tim out i don't want to spoil it it is in the spirit of halloween which is closely approaching can, can tim come on so i want to see his face being creeped oh, out. No, he already, with the animals, he already saw it he already saw it let's uh, play okay. the video See me do my dance in these thousand dollar pants. Don't just spend me and my man's a whole lot of chops on your ass. It is a dog who has had his hair cut into the shape of a skeleton as he frolics around a pumpkin patch. This is the work of a groomer on social media, and she cut the dog to it's a white dog. She cut the fur. It's probably like a giant poodle. It looks like a giant poodle. Yeah, it's, it. it's a standard poodle. To look like um, a skeleton. Let me tell you something. If I saw that dog walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute, though. I, mean, it was I actually thought it was cute. I'm with Dell. I find it cute more than creepy, really. I think it's cute, <laughs> but I also think that I, if I saw somebody walking that dog down the street, I would probably look at them a little <laughs> long and then determine if that was like animal cruelty or not.
<laughs> Brooke said, play it again. <laughs> play it again, Tim. Tim hates it. Play it again, Tim. Ah, uh, they're cute. Little it is a nice job. Look, it's so well done, though. Also, I respect the craftsmanship of that grooming. That yeah. must have taken hours to get right. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. But you know what? People do crazy things with the animals. And Dell got some dogs over there too who she been I shushing in. Tell them to come over here so they can say bye. Debbie. Dell, you don't you don't chastise them leading up to the show. Did they you know see that them? Did you see how good they behaved the whole show? They did behave. That's good. what I'm telling you. I hear like, one dog. You can exactly that's what I'm telling you. You can you don't have to create a dog, you can literally behave so that they um there she go right there. Mm, that, that mama. What's her name? What's her name? That's Gabby. That's get hold on, let me turn my computer right here. That's Gabby. Hey Gabby. And that is that's Gabby and that's Sammy. <laughs> Sammy sleep. Sammy you don't want nothing to do with y'all. Is, is she a boxer? Yeah, they're both boxers. Nice. Yeah. Big baby. What I'm saying is, you can literally, you can train them on how to behave very well without always having to be like, now I told y'all, sit down or put them in the crate. You know, they literally can learn to have a, the same good lifestyle you have. Like, oh, she's working. Oh, okay, I'm a chill. So, and I'd be pride myself on, like, you know, because I work with dogs a lot and I'd be pride myself on training Let's them. See. Like, you know, Let's see if they have a reaction to seeing a dog. <laughs> oh, oh, I see that. I see, I see the head going back. Like, what the hell is that? He said, "Listen, it's time to go out." <laughs> That's all she worried about. Oh much. my goodness! Well, thank you so much for being on this extra large episode of Chloe Across America. We definitely talked a lot about politics tonight, but I think it was worth it. I think it was good. I think yeah. we covered a lot of ground. I know uh, folks who listen to the podcast are going to really enjoy this episode. Um, so I want to let everybody know where they can follow you and support you. So Del, I'll start with you. Where can people follow you and listen to more of your amazing comedy? Thank you so much, first of all, Chloe, for having me on your show. This was so fun. Um, they can follow me. First of all, just go to my website. That's the main thing to do is my website is www.imdelharrison.com www.imdelharrison.com you can get my music you can link to my youtube with my videos but most importantly please download my comedy album it's only 10 bucks it is a 41 minute um album and i think uh when you download it uh it comes with a free copy of my single so thank you so much oh that's dope yeah and tj what about you uh, you can currently find me at TJ Standup on all the socials like Twitter and Instagram. Mostly those are the ones I use the most at TJ Standup. And I have a, a comedy special coming out on November 3rd, Election Day. So follow me on there. You can get all the updates on that. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So and what is the name of your comedy album? January 3rd is the name. January That's my birthday. 3rd. Yes. Also, Chloe, I just wanted to say uh, real quick, thank you for having me because I was supposed to do this a few weeks ago. Then I had to go help a friend out and I missed out. And I know I kind of left you hanging dry 
So I hope I made it up to you tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, yeah. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, because Chloe had said something about that too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what did she say? Tim is a whole liar. There must be some guns involved because uh, you know how they do. Mm. Oh, I did say that. Um, I'll tell you what I said because I ain't no bitch. Um, when you told me that you had to cancel because you had a you had to help a friend and it was raining, it was like pouring down rain, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, it's probably some buns because you ain't going to get wet if it ain't no buns involved." No, 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 friend, there was no buns. It was a female friend, but there was no buns involved. There's buns involved. It's it a female potential friend. Buns. Potential buns. Uh, end of the world buns. Like this is a friend. If the if it's the end of the world, you would look over and be like, "Hey, girl, we got twenty four hours to live. Drop them drops. Get those COVID buns. That's somebody you would be willing to lock down with. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. You went to help her in the rain. So send her this episode so she know that uh, we were talking about her. All right, I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks again to my amazing guests. Thank you, Dell. Thank you, TJ. To Neil, to Neil Joaquin. Yeah. Okay, yeah. stop saying your name. Say your name, okay? <laughs> listen, people going, people, listen, they're famous people with very difficult names. People learn them, all right? And so make people learn your name and they will never wow. forget it. TJ, they got to think about how many other TJs in comedy, right? It's kind of canceled, so it's good for me. Yeah, but niggas still working a lot. So make sure, you know, because you don't want to be called the black TJ because they will say that. So, anyway. All right. Thank you guys for joining me. Have a great night. All right. Very good. Good night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's been another great episode of Chloe Across America. Thank you to our amazing guests. Thank you to all the folks who hung out with us. I know this is a, like a, a, a extra, extra special show, ex, extra large, whatever. Uh, we went way past an hour, but it was a good, fun conversation. We will be back next week with more comedians and more headlines. Um, also, if there are any topics that you want us to talk about, like I know Thursdays have just been like the fun show, but if there's anything that you want us to talk about on the show, hit me up. Let me know. Hit me in the DMs. You know where I am, Chloe underscore Hillier. You can also listen to this episode on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. It is available as a podcast. And last but not least, we want to say thank you to all the folks who hang out with us, who support us, and who share the word about what we do here every Thursday on Chloe Across America. I appreciate all of you for hanging out with us. Tim, do you want to come say goodbye? Um, nah. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great night. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Gabe, I forgot to tell y'all. I don't know if you're still watching. I forgot to tell y'all that I will be on Larry Wilmore tomorrow night. That is correct. I was um, so excited. It was kind of like a sperm in a moment thing, but I am going to be on this week's episode. So if you haven't downloaded Peacock, download Peacock because I will be on this Friday, aka tomorrow night, on the Wilmore Show. Larry Wilmore. If you go to Peacock, make sure you type in Wilmore 
W-I-L-M-O-R-E, not Larry Wilmore, because you won't find the show. So I'll be on with Larry talking, shooting the shit, and cracking jokes. All right. There you go, Tim. I'm glad I remember. Thank you, Gabe. All right. Good night. <laughs>